check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, y'all, I'll let that music get a little carried away there. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters in uh, New York. You got some respect. About, you came out about 50-50 this past weekend. I think, I think of course, the Jets, you know, got a little bit of props, got a little bit of respect. And the Giants got spanked. You know, big brother do that to you sometime. Every now and then, you know, little brother want to jump up in the face of big brother. And big brother got to let him know what's going on, you know. And I think Peyton just did a hell of a job of just making Eli realize, listen, man, you're still little brother. And you're going to be little brother probably until I retire. But, uh, man, that was, uh, uh, it wasn't the best football game. And it's one of those things, you know, a sibling rival, you know, I guess, Probably one of the best sibling rivals out now, out now that exists, out there now that exists, uh, that's really competitive, and they don't really get spanked as bad as you know Eli continues to get spanked by Peyton, is in tennis. I, I think you know um, Serena, uh, you know when she's up against Venus, uh, Serena wins more than Venus does. So little sister beats big sister, but in this uh, football thing that's happening right now, man, I, I just. And you can see it on Eli's face. He ain't happy at all. And I said it ain't. He ain't happy at all. Uh, I don't think he takes that 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 whooping that his brother puts on him uh, well at all. But anyway, it happens that way sometimes. Eli and Peyton, man. And I was hoping that was going to be a good game. And that uh, wasn't the best game. It was, it was a lot of good games out there. A lot of good, you know, games came down to the wire. You know, uh, you know, football's, you know, good. So, you know, the Arizona Cardinals got spanked. You know, uh, that was a, you know, a disappointment. Um, I think on a lot of people, there was some good, there was some bad games out there, but there was there was some good games. Uh, you know, score-wise, you know, Kansas City and Cleveland put on, you know, they put on a good show, Minnesota. And, uh, you know, Miami, you know, a lot of people thought that Minnesota was going to come back. And they didn't necessarily... Uh, get it going, you know, but all this has uh, got people in the media talking about playoffs. You know, I had a high school student say to me, you know, playoffs. <laughs> you know, it's just two weeks into the season. Playoffs already? Yeah, some people are looking at it. You know, the NFL is one of those organizations, a uh, league that has statistics of which they consistently put out. And I, I, I think there's very few, if any, teams, and there's probably a couple, you know, I've been hitting my head a couple times that start off 0-2 and actually win the Super Bowl. So there are some teams out there that perhaps maybe we thought were going to be in the, in the playoff hunt. 
that we're not even sure that they necessarily going to, they may not show up at the Super Bowl or may not make the playoffs. So that's one thing about football. It's, it's kind of hard to anticipate what exactly is going to happen in terms of uh, who's going to win, who's going to look good. That's why they call it um, any given Sunday. Because on any given Sunday, anything can happen. And um, that's what happened. I, I know something I like to talk about. I know the Jets look good uh, in, in this win against, you know, New England. Uh, they, they did look good. You got to give them some credit. But uh, I, I wonder if, uh, if they, how long they will sustain. You know, I've always said to those of out there who listen consistently that one week in football is like, you know, five weeks or, you know, four weeks in baseball or basketball. Maybe, well, perhaps maybe that many, yeah. Basketball got close to 80-some games. So uh, one week in football is, you know, like several weeks in basketball. So uh, a week-to-week is a lot in football. So, you know, a two-game winning streak to be 2-0 and is a lot. To be 0-2 is a lot. And that's like one-eighth of your season. You know, so that's uh, that's a, that's a lot. But the Jets, can they sustain this? My question is, you know, when the Jets didn't do so well last week, I started to question, could Hard Knocks be the present-day Sports Illustrated jinx? I mean, think about it. Those teams that have been on Hard Knocks, Cincinnati Bengals, who I think were on there last year, disappointed. The Dallas Cowboys were on there, you know, a year before that, you know, disappointed us. I'm not so sure before Herman got out of the job, if he weren't, was not a part of Hard Knocks at some point in time, he's not broadcasting. But is, is Hard Knocks the present day jinx? You know, you, you'll find out if, if it happens to the Jets that they become a disappointment this year. And there are some people who have the Jets in the Super Bowl. And so certainly if they don't make the playoffs, I think we can pretty much conclude that the present jinx of today is no longer Sports Illustrated. It's hard knocks. And so we'll we'll find that out. Um, Speaking of hard knocks, Dallas Cowboys. Now, I mentioned that. Now, now let's let's, let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys, on paper, before the season was started, you would think that the Cowboys had, you know, you talk about, you know, the dual running threat. The Cowboys have two running backs that I think just about any team in the National Football League would be happy to have. But yet and still, the Dallas Cowboys, they, they can't seem to find an identity. Part of the identity for the Dallas Cowboys should be their running game. I mean, I, there's no doubt about it that the running game should always, and it always has done this. Very few people, except Andy Reid, I think, looks at it a little differently. But the running game normally sets up the passing game. That's the way called a play action. You fake like you're going to run the ball, and then you pass the ball. You want to get those linebackers consumed with their attention in the running game. So the only thing they're thinking about is stopping and run, stopping and run, stopping. As a matter of fact, a linebacker's first step should always be forward. He should play run first and pass second. But by making that step forward, it kind of takes him out of position to, to retreat and go back and be effective in the passing game. And that's what the play action is all about. Try to suck the linebackers up, come up to the line of scrimmage, and then they got to turn around and go help out on the pass. The Dallas Cowboys, come on, you got, you, you got Marion Barber and Felix Jones. Now, I agree, as I've heard some people say that, Felix, shout out to my man Felix Jones, too. I remember there was a running back I went to school with by the name of Calvin Murray. I felt that when Cal got to 
the Eagles, and he was drafted in the fourth round, that a mistake that Cal made is sometimes players forget when you leave college football and you go to pro football, yes, this is big boy ball now, and, and the boys are bigger, but they're still the same boys that you played against in college. They, if you were a freshman and they were a senior and you played as a freshman, or if you were a sophomore and they were a senior and you played as a sophomore, that means those are the same guys. They're just two years you know, ahead of you. They just got to big boy ball two years before you, but they're the same people. So whatever it was that you did that made you successful to the point where you were playing ball when you were a freshman or you were a sophomore in college, well, then don't worry about it. Keep doing those same things, and you'll be successful at the pro level. Do not feel as if you have to put on a lot of weight and bulk up. If that was not your game before, don't try to make that your game now. And I'm speaking specifically to Felix because I've heard this. I'm not sure, but I looked at Felix, and he does look a little bigger. Sometimes when you get a little bigger, you might lose that edge, that quickness, that shiftiness that you have, that elusiveness that you have that makes you different than Marion Barber. Marion Barber is the pounder. They only need one pounder down there. You know, you want to change it up a little bit. So when, some, when you come in the game, Felix, and Marion steps out of the game, this is a different kind of threat. If you, all of a sudden, your advantage, if you lose that because you've lost that step, then out of a sudden, you guys may lose some games. I'm not saying Felix is the reason why Dallas is losing the game. I'm saying that the reason why Felix is not as effective as he probably could be, he might have lost a step here or there. Now, let me say this about why Dallas is losing football games. You don't, don't look around the locker room nowhere. Go stand in front of the damn mirror. That person you see right there, yes, that's the reason why you're losing football games. You know, I would like for people to tell me how many times when there is a change in a coaching staff and a team is turned around that there not also is a change in personnel. And the reason is that, listen, you can bring another coach in, but if you've got the same players there and they weren't winning before, they're not going to win with a new coach. Now, what will happen is if you've got some players on a team and a team has been consistently winning, if you bring a coach who's got a good program and he knows how to coach and get the best out of his players, they can consistently continue to win. But if you've got players that are not winning, just changing a coach is not going to make those same players into winners. So what Dallas has to do, the football players need to get their butt in the mirror, look at themselves and say, I am the reason why we're not winning. I, I, I'm, I'm the reason. I'm the, there's no other excuse. I am the excuse. There is no excuse. The excuse is me. And until players start play, see players make tackles, players fumble the ball, players drop the ball, players cause turnovers, yet players, players play the game. Like Herman said, Herman said, you play to win the game. Players play the game. The players have to do it. That's all the Cowboys have to do is to get their players to step up and take the onus on themselves and say, you know, it's my fault. I didn't make that tackle. It's my fault. I didn't make that catch. It's my fault. I should have got into the end zone, not go out of bounds or, or get tackled at the one-yard line, not, you know, get into the red zone. I said this during the preseason. Could somebody please tell the Cowboys, you know, where the end zone is at? I said that during preseason. 
they still haven't found it. Sometimes you just got to, well, every time you play a game, you got to score more points than the other team. But sometimes you may have to, you know, put a lot of points on the board in order to win a game. And the defense has always got to make sure, of course, that's what football is about, that your team scores more points than the other team, so you can't let them continue to score. But the Cowboys, the only problem is the roster. It's the players on that roster, and some changes are going to have to be made. But right now it's time for them to make a serious gut check because you can't start off in this division 0-2 and, and try to survive. Oh, no. <laughs> you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to finish living like it matters. Cowboys got to get it right. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports yeah it's been a long time coming but you know what they say Kaye. slow motion better than no motion I walked in the crib, got two kids and my baby mama lay. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. So I had to dig what I had to dig, cause I had to give. Uh-oh, All righty, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, for the first time in a very long, I don't even know if I've ever done it, but I've just kind of reached out to my Facebook family and I've said to them, hey, right now, go ahead, do, do, do me a favor. 
Call me live, 888-346-9144, and let's chop it up. Let's talk a little football. You know, it's, it's, it's that time of the year. Uh, I know you got a lot to say. Uh, my Facebook family, <laughs> they always uh, uh, got a lot of very interesting perspectives about what's happening in football. I don't care if it's about, you know, the lady in the locker room. I don't care if it's about the Ohio State University, you know, uh, winning because that's all we do is we win. You know, I don't care if it's uh, they just have an opinion about a lot of things. And I, I enjoy it, really. It's uh, it's amazing. Social media is uh, is, is truly amazing. But uh, I will I will say this. Uh, one other team I think I got to talk about before I, I before I get off of this. Uh, and I'm not going to get off this for a long time. I'm, I'm going to stay on this, but but certainly uh, the Houston Texans. Now, I, I wanted to know if they were for real or not. And and I got to say that the Houston Texans are for real. I mean, I you know, there's many of you out there who might disagree with me, and I doubt that you disagree with me. Uh, but the Houston Texans have been playing good football, um, you know, it's, it's taken them a while to get to the point. They slowly built their team through the draft. Uh, they've made some, you know, some excellent acquisitions uh, through the draft. Uh, I remember on draft day when they didn't draft uh, you know, Reggie Bush, uh, the whole world was upset with them. Um, I kind of questioned it myself, too, at that time. I'll be honest. I did question it, but it makes a lot of sense. People always say that defense wins football games. And and you look at a person like Reggie, and, and and Reggie is a he's a deciding factor. There's no no doubt about it. You know, it's like you know when you come to a deal, you want to do a deal. Is a does a deal breaker? Uh, Reggie is a deal maker. You know, he can exploit a team uh, in all aspects of the game. You know, there's there's one thing about running backs today that kind of concerned me a little bit. And I I know I'm shout out to my man Chuck Foreman because I know Chuck has a problem with today's running back. You know, and you, it, it, you know, it's by, you know, it, it's by, you come on, you know, based up on it's running backs by committee. It's not a, a running back, you know, who can do it all. You know, Walter Payton didn't come out of the game. You know, Eric Dickerson, Marcus Allen, you know, they didn't, you know, come out of the game. And 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 now I think running backs are a part of the problem themselves, you know, because you put the I surrender hand up, come put the little wave thing on, and somebody come get you. Back in the day, you didn't come out the game because the person behind you was probably just as good as you are, and just an opportunity away. And don't let that person get in the game because wow, then you got yourself in a position like uh, okay, I'm going different places with this Michael Vick. You know, you find yourself letting them get in the game. Whoa, wow, now you got controversy. But running backs today, you know, Reggie Bush, Reggie got hurt last night. You know, and so that's what people kind of felt. People felt, you know, going with Mario was probably safer because you got a big, strong defensive lineman, and you're going to get more years out of him. You might not get, well, defensively, you'll get the same kind of production that you would get from Reggie offensively. And so that was kind of a toss-up, but of course they decided to go with Mario and and didn't go with Reggie. And uh, I think it's 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 played out for the Texans. The only thing about it is the Saints got the return on their investment last year. They got their Super Bowl championship. Could this be the year for the Houston Texans? Now, if if you look at it, it possibly could only because of the fact that again they're starting to jail. You start. I mean, 
you know, they got the big boy out there, wide receiver. And I still think that's against the law, the football law. Wide receivers should not be linebackers. I've told you that before. But the big fella out there, he, he, I mean, you throw it up, he catches it. Beat my man Donovan, that, that wasn't right. You know, I thought Donovan was going to have a chance uh, to start off 2-0, and you know. But, but again, the Texans went in there and, and they beat the Redskins. But, but they've got a solid team, all aspects. Good running game, good passing game, you know, good on defense. And uh, the Tennessee Titans. Now, you know, the reason why I'm not concerned about the Tennessee Titans and I'm not concerned about what Jeff Fisher's done I have been like this for a long time in my life. You can have, and, and people are going to say it's different. I'm saying, hell no, it ain't different. You can have a pitcher. He can be your starting pitcher. And throughout a season, he can get knocked out the box. He does not lose his confidence. I, I just don't understand it. Quarterback needs to get into the groove. Okay, okay, either you're handing the ball off or you're throwing it. When you're handing it off, if you're doing that properly and you don't fumble the ball, I'm okay with that. If you're the quarterback and you're throwing the ball, but you're throwing interceptions all over the place, you just might be having a bad day at the office. If it's a boxing match and somebody steps there and they're getting their brains knocked out, the referee steps in and say the fight's over. You know, you, you know, you're standing eight count, ten count, whatever. It's over. If it's a basketball game and you shooting the ball and you just ain't hitting that night. Somebody will take you out, sit you down and man, you're just having a bad night. It's okay. Somebody else comes in for you. Baseball, you know, you get knocked out the bus, you, you box, you sit your butt down. Why is it that a quarterback's ego is so fragile that if he's having a bad game that we can't take him out and send him down and just, okay, next week you'll get back in there. So I really don't have a problem with what Jeff Fisher did. If Vince is not performing, you know, we only got 16 games. So we, we don't have, you know, we can't let him, you know, just mess up three, four, five of those games. In case anybody forgets, if you look at, at the end of the season and you look at the records, a team that is nine and seven may get into the playoff as a wild card. But a team that is, let's say, uh, 10 and six, they're going to get in. A team that is 11-5, they're going to get in. So if you lose two games early in the season, we don't want to start talking playoffs, but in the long run, that could happen. That that loss could simply happen and could affect you know your play. So Jeff Fisher was just trying to get his team. He understands that, listen, either you get early victories or you get late season. It's, it's better to, to peak at the end. But if you can steal a couple games early in the season and get ahead, then that's what that, that's what you that's what you need to do. And I think that's all Jeff Fish was trying to do. Jeff was just trying to say, hey, you know, what we got to do is we we, we got to look and see if we can get an early victory. Let, let's get that early victory. Let's not let's not forget about it and 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 just you know give up on this uh, on on this game. And we got a chance to put somebody else in. We got to do that. So I'm I'm with Jeff Fisher. And I, that, that may be something that some people may find hard to believe, but I don't find it hard to believe at all. I'm, I'm glad he made the move. And if, if I was a coach, you know, I would, do, I would do the same thing. If I got a player that's not performing, I don't care what position he's playing in, listen, you know, if you ain't performing, you're you going to have to bring your butt out. And so, Jeff, I'm okay with that. You keep doing your thing, and, and, and everything will be fine, at least with me. Let's look at the uh, – 
I want to look at that Buffalo and Green Bay game. You know, Green Bay always, Green Bay the past few years have been starting off and doing extremely well. I mean, it's it's something that we we all should be aware of by now that, uh, you know, Green Bay is not a team that you can count them out of. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, somebody had a little pool going on last week. And I'm going to shout out, shout out to this person. You know who you are. But I told you, listen, I would not, I would not go against some Bears going down there in Dallas. But I'll just throw that in there because I already beat up on Dallas. But I want to give the Bears some prop because my man Dad's going to be on a little bit later. But I told him, man, don't you know. But Green Bay, I told him Green Bay. You know, after all, it, it, was, it was Buffalo. And, you know, it's not a thing whereas, you know, Green Bay, you just, man, come on, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. You know, he still hasn't gotten the monkey off his back because he hasn't won the big one. Taking him deep into the playoffs and winning the big one. He hasn't done that yet. But the man's a damn good quarterback. So that, you know, that, that was a game that I think most people, especially if you're playing in one of those pools where you need to pick Green Bay, you can pick a team once a year. Uh, you should have picked Green Bay going into that one. But, uh, but we'll, we'll see, of course, how they, how they continue to perform because it's, it's important – I think it's important that Aaron – I think Aaron is starting to feel some of the pressure. I think he's starting to feel some of the pressure of, you know, I, I need to get my team deep into the playoffs. And the reason why is because, you know, because of the breath factor. Uh, we, we can't say that the breath factor doesn't, you know, exist in the mind of Aaron and Rodgers, of course. So um, I just hope Aaron is able to, to do that. Uh, the Packers, um, you know, I don't know. I, I – I like the Packers because I like Ryan Grant. And Ryan Grant got hurt, and he's out for the year. And uh, shout-out to, to my man because uh, Axe was trying to get him here on Voice America Sports. And uh, we may be able to get him now that, uh, you know, he's going to be dealing with some very with, with some time in the tub. You know, uh, he can't play in the tub, so he might as well spend some time with here, uh, spend some time with us right here. But... But we'll certainly see. Uh, let me move on to, you know, Miami and Minnesota. Uh, th- you know, everybody's disappointed. There's no way M- Minnesota was supposed to start off 2-0. and you, you went and got Brett, took the private plane up there, brought the man back. You know, he's back. You know, and, and, and Miami, you got to give Miami credit. Now, I'm going to say this about all day Adrian Peterson. You know, man, Adrian. The ball's on the one-yard line, the two-yard line. I, I know it was, you know, a couple people in the hole waiting on you. But that's that Jim Brown, Earl Campbell kind of thing that you, you got to do. You, you got to make that done. That's that Walter Payton kind of thing, you know, where you take on the, the Michael Jordan thing, I guess, in Chicago where I believe I can fly. You got to do that. You, you, you got to come up with something else in your repertoire, Adrian, where you're down there. If you got to take off from the – you know, two, three yards deep and you just got to like zoom. You got to find a way to get to that end zone. Reggie can do that. Reggie Bush, you know, Reggie can boom, boom. You know, you, you got to fly into the end zone. You can't get to the one yard line, two yard line, game on the line, get stopped. You got to come up. You got to come up with something missing in the repertoire. If you can't take him on head on and, and, and do the, you know, Earl Campbell, you know when Errol Campbell did the thing to uh, the boss, you know, pushed him on, took him on, ran him over, knocked him into the end zone. You know, I'm going to give a little props right here. It was much bigger. But when, when Jack 
and Big Earl met on the goal line. Bam, you know, but 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 Earl fell on into the end zone. Jack stood him up. So what you got to do, that, that's a highlight. That's, that's a staple in your career. Adrian, you got to make that touchdown when you're on the goal line. You can't get stopped because now y'all 0-2. Can't be 0-2 going into the early part of the season. All right, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, breaking down the games from my perspective. And I'll be right back after this message. Getting my money right until the bloom of whites. Now the money coming slow, but at least a nigga knows slow motion better. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right tail. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at youbet.com. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We're back. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'm looking for my man Keelan Johnson. Call in. Keelan, of course, be doing his thing out there at University of Georgia Bulldog Stadium. And uh, 
they didn't get it done. So, you know, I just want to mess with him a little bit. So, Keelan, shout out, man. 888-346-9144. I got that a little bit from Coach Rich. Fo-fo. But um, uh, let me let me get back to a, a couple more games that I was I was going through. And if, uh, if, if Keelan calls in, just put him on through. And Keelan, just holler at me and say, I'm here, you know, when you get online there. But, um, of course, we talked about you know, the Miami Dolphins, and, and the Miami Dolphins did, you know, did their thing, and uh, you got to respect them. You know, they beat the Minnesota Vikings. They ain't going to just lay down, you know, because you're the Minnesota Vikings, you know. Miami is trying to win some things down there, and they, listen, they got a coach down there that's got attitude. He lost a little weight, looked good on the sidelines, you know, and they got, you know, they got some ball players down there in Miami. You know, and the big fella out there, you know, Brandon Marshall, again, linebacker playing wide receiver, he getting it done. You know, and it's just a, just a matter to have a kind of threat like that on the field to know that you got a playmaker that you can go to when you need to. Uh, that that that's you know how you win ball games, and then they have some hungry people on defense. You know, just running around, just making things happen. You know, safeties filling the holes on goal line. You know, getting in on an assist tackle on all day. You know, that that's just that's how you win. That's that's how you win. And so, uh, shout out to the fellows out there in Miami. We got a lot of fellows here on the network that's down in Miami. And uh, shout-out to LeBron down there, too, homeboy. You know, I'm happy with you being down there. It'll be time for you to start doing your thing pretty soon. But uh, Kansas City, again, man, Cleveland's the second time. Last week, uh, you know, I had my man on the show, Gilmore. Happy birthday, Gilmore. John Gilmore having a birthday, man. Him and the wife enjoying and having a good time. John going to have a show here with us on the network soon, too. Tight end down there with Tampa Bay. It's one of Dez's boys who hooked me up. Appreciate that. But, uh, you know, last week it was Tampa Bay beat up on Cleveland. This week it was it was Kansas City. O- only thing Cleveland is doing is Cleveland is just they're competing. But, you know, you can't just compete. You, you, you got to win. And that's and that's one thing the champions know how to do. Champions know how to win. And so since I'm talking about champions and I'm talking about knowing how to win, I might as well go ahead and talk a little bit about the game last night, the Monday night game. Y- you know, football, when you watch football, Football is like a chess game if you want to talk about a game. But if you want to talk about another sporting event that football can be compared to in terms of understanding, you know, you know how to win and how to play it. And um, you got to understand the fact that just because you're ahead in the beginning, it doesn't mean you're going to be ahead at the end. And, and and just because you're ahead at the end doesn't mean you're going to win when the game is over. So it, it's about a strategy. And of all the other events that I think the real strategy, when I look at it, of a football game, is probably the quarter. But those For those of us out there that, you know, 400 meters, when you, when you run in track, the 400-meter dash is probably, to me, the game or, or the other sport that reminds me of football the most because you got to come out with a game plan and you got to know how to win. You got to know how to run that race. I've never run it, but I've watched it so many times and I've admired it so many times. And and I just, I watched the people who run that race and I've always, you know, picked and, you know, choose here and there. And I see how they run the race. And one of my best friends in the world, Alex Albright, shout out, shout out to my boy, bright. Um, uh, Outstanding quarter miler back in the day. He went to Olympic trials and all that stuff down there from OU. Only thing he, AFIA, I don't know what that is, but he did that, made a mistake in life. Only mistake I know he made. But 
he used to run that quarter like that. And the thing about his running that quarter is you, you just can't come out and just thinking, you know, everything's going to be all right when you, when, you, uh, when you run that quarter. You just can't come out and give it all. And so the New Orleans Saints, I think the Saints, when they play, what I'm seeing with the Saints now, because as I watched them play this game last night, the 49ers, and I remember last week the Saints played the team of which uh, they beat to go to the Super Bowl. They, they beat the Minnesota Vikings. And so they were coming up against what probably is be considered for them until somebody else beats you. You know, those two top teams were the best in, the, in that conference last year, the NFC conference. So the Saints had a game with them. So they were anticipating this is the best competition in this division. Now, when you play the best competition in division, you know you got to be ready. And you got to be ready to play at all, in all aspects of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. And, and the Saints were ready last week when they played the Minnesota Vikings. And, and, and not that, you know, Brett might have been a little rusty or whatever, but there were some things that Brett did good. I'm not going to say Brett lost that game, but the, the Saints won that game. But what I will say about the Saints is what they did is they were prepared to play against the best talent. And they played the game in such a way, and they managed the game, the coaches managed the game because the players play in such a way that they were victorious. Now, yesterday when they played the San Francisco 49ers, who, in, you know, one of the weakest divisions out here in the NFC West, you know, when they played them and, and the weakest division in the division, period, the conference, NFC, record-wise, they also were prepared to win a game against him. They, they didn't. The talent level, yeah, you know what? They didn't drop off in terms of the effort. The Saints understood what they had to do to win that game. Now, the big fellow over there, Smith, played one of the best games he's played since he's been playing pro football, Alex Smith. You know, I think he might have been the first pick of the draft. He certainly was first round. I think he might have been first pick, first quarterback for sure. And and Alex needed the kind of game that he had, but the only thing about that game is he, he didn't win that game. And and see, you gotta win all aspects. You gotta win coaching, you gotta win offense, defense, special team. Now I think Mike Singletary might have got he might have got beat up on the coaching side. And that brings the question, is Mike's job in jeopardy? I know he only had the job for like a year and a half. Not, not even that much, but, you know, already people – when you play for a team like the San Francisco 49ers, they expect to win. That's the bottom line. And when you jump into that seat, you got to understand that they expect for you to win. Now, Mike feels this pressure more than anybody else. You don't have to tell him he's a very intense man. And he feels the pressure of Ronnie Lott. He feels the pressure of Jerry Rice. He, he feels the pressure of Joe Montana. You know, these are people that he played against – and, 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 and when they were playing, Mike won a Super Bowl, only lost one game and won a Super Bowl. So when he was going up against, there's nothing he wanted to do to the spoil Jerry Rice's shout out. Shout out to Jerry, of course. Uh, one of the greatest players to ever play in the National Football League. Up there, probably in the top five, maybe three, maybe two, maybe the greatest ever. But certainly one of the greatest to ever play the game. And shout out to Jerry. Uh, got his jersey retired last night. But see, when you go from playing against the best and then you go against, now, now you're playing the worst, and, and you still perform. You still know how to win. You still know how to get it done. Man, I said last week that the Saints will not win the Super Bowl. I said they will not get back to the Super Bowl. It's only two games. But within these two games, I, I don't see where there's been a letdown. You, you understand? They, they played against the best they possibly could play against their division. 
and then they played against the worst in the division, and they knew how to beat both of those teams, and they beat them two different ways. Drew Brees, the man is committed to being one of the best that there is. He wants to go down as one of the best that there is. The man is prepared at all times whenever he stepped on the field. I, I have not seen, wow, Drew made a mental mistake. Drew doesn't, he doesn't make mental mistakes. Mental mistakes show up. Those people who play the game, you know when somebody makes a mental mistake. He doesn't make mental mistakes. He manages the team at all times. He knows, dink, 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 boom. You know, he knows where and, and when to throw the ball on the football field. And so the San Francisco 49ers, when I said that, I think that, you know, Mike Singletary might have been our coach. You got to understand who you're playing against and, you need, and, and how much time is remaining on the clock. And ma- that's where, ma- where everybody talks about management. Management comes when there is time involved in the game, understanding how much time is left, how many timeouts they got, where the ball's at. If they get a good kickoff return, where they going to have the ball at? And so you might have to manage the game at the end different than you did. You got to run the ball a couple times to take some time off the clock because you can't let Drew Brees get that ball back in his hands. Now that's where we're looking at all aspects of the game. And last night, the New Orleans Saints looked like a Super Bowl champion. And it wasn't the fact that it was the San Francisco 49ers because the San Francisco 49ers, they didn't just look like an NFL team. They looked like a good NFL team. They competed against the world champs, and they came up short. But the world champs also came out with a victory. They knew what it, what they had to do, what it would take for them to win their game, and they were prepared to do it, and they did it. So th- that when you see a championship team, that's what you see when you look at the New Orleans Saints. Across the board, Reggie Bush went down. Now, everybody thought Reggie, now all of a sudden a piece uh, of, of the puzzle is missing. Can you still be effective without, you know, again, the man that makes the plays for you, Reggie Bush? They've proven that they can win without Reggie Bush. A good team. That's why I always I don't understand about the quarterback situation. A good team, when somebody goes down, somebody steps in. That's that's what it is. Everybody is waiting for their chance. You're supposed to be prepared. So when Reggie went down, somebody stepped in. Talking about a good team, I think I'm gonna have to spend some time talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because not just one person was he didn't go down. Well, maybe he did. But anyway, he was out and then somebody else stepped in. And then he went down. And then somebody else stepped in. And then he went down. And now somebody else has stepped in. But what's the glue that really keeps it all together? It's the head coach. Ain't no doubt about it. He's making a work over there. But he's also got somebody on the other side of the ball. Somebody who got a little bit more hair than I have. Just a little bit more hair. A little bit more hair. No, a little bit. A lot more hair. It's all about head and shoulders over there on the other side of the ball for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if it's about head and shoulders and the Pittsburgh Steelers... You know what that's all about. There's only one man over there that's head and shoulders, and that's Troy. And and, and Palomar is getting it done. I, I never thought I would really be excited about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I said it, Fish, you know, man, something in my heart, man, I can't do it. But Troy getting it done. He a safety. I got to give him his props. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm going to finish living like it matters. I'm going to finish up talking about some of the other games that happened, and then I'll let you know what's going to happen this week. Be right back. I ain't got no car to take you on a date I can't even buy you flowers, flowers, flowers The fans now have a voice to speak their mind No 
holds Bart. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports all right we're back this is Rail sports and the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and of course uh before we went to break you know i was giving props where props is due and uh I always gonna, I'm going to give big props out to the safeties that are playing the league. You know, that's just a hard position to play. And um, so I'm always giving them props out to those people who deserve it. And uh, Troy certainly deserves it with, uh, with Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know, it's just amazing. Troy Palomar made a play on the goal line. I'm sure all of you have seen it on the highlight films. That's a play that maybe you see once in your lifetime if you ever see that play. I know the play is, Troy has done that at least twice, uh, you know, and, and it's probably something he's probably been doing since high school. But it's, what, what's so amazing about it is, and this is also something else about, you know, football period, is unless you've got a quarterback that is consistently in the same rhythm where he's hiking the ball, you know, on the same sound all the time, gets up under there, hut, 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 you know, it's kind of hard for you to get the rhythm of the quarterback. It's a fraction of a second like you saw in sports science. If the man, a fraction of a second, he's offsides. I mean, that's the amazing part about that is how he's able to do it like that to time it, his jump, and to be, you know, not be offsides and be successful and then have the strength. You're in the air and you're flying and you're trying to pull somebody down and have enough strength 
to, you know, to stay, you know, stalemate somebody with the rest of your teammates coming in and, of course, helping you, you know, what literally amounted to a sack, really, because that was a, the quarterback had the ball in the backfield. And it should go down as a sack, not uh, a, a loss. Or You know, he had the quarterback. When the quarterback got the ball, it's a sack. So it's just amazing, you know, this man's, you know, talent, you know. And um, so I just wanted to give a shout-out to him because, I, you know, I told, hey, Fish, you know, man, come on. I got I to keep it real. It's kind of hard. But, but the Steelers, you know, they got it done. They're getting it done. And, um, you know, I got to give them a, a shout-out. I also, before I get away from – uh, the Houston Texans, you know, uh, again Andre Johnson just catching the ball too too many damn catches, too many too many yards, you know. Receiver getting over 150 yards, that's way too many. A quarterback throwing the ball um, for you know almost 500 yards. I mean that's just that's just passing. 597 odd yards, you know that that's a hell of a lot of yards, you know. So you know the, the secondary, come on, you know I I just gotta you know I gotta put y'all you know under the radar. You know, secondary has got to improve for the Redskins. You, 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 you can't have Donovan, you know, having, you know, a, a damn good game. You know, he close to 400 yards, 300. I think he was close to 40 yards himself, 300 for sure. And uh, he topped that 300 mark, and, and, and you guys lose the game. That that just, that can't happen like that. You, you just can't do that. So, anyway, let me uh, let me go back to, to, to going. I said, told you about Cleveland. Um, told you, you know, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Arizona Cardinals. You know, people think they stumbled into the Super Bowl a couple years ago. There's been some changes made on this team. And I'm not really sure that the changes, that there weren't too many changes at one time in this particular season. You know, that I, that could have something to do with chemistry. You still got a couple people in there. You know, Adrian Wilson, you know, Adrian's a big boy. Adrian gets hurt a lot. Um but there, there are some people and, and some pieces that are missing. You know, Carlos Dansby, who made the big play for the Miami Dolphins, you know, he, he, I don't think you should have let him go in the middle there. The young fella in the middle is doing a good job, but still, Carlos is, you know, he, he was the man for you. So I, I think there's going to be some problems there. Larry Fitzgerald, you know, I, feel, I still think Larry's kind of beat up a little bit. The chemistry still isn't quite yet there um, with him and Aaron um, uh, him and the quarterback, of course, uh, is not yet there, Derek Anderson. But I, I think it's it'll get there. It's going to take them some time. So th- if they were in any other division, they might be in trouble. But they just happen to be in probably the weakest division in pro football. So they 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 might survive. Uh, Tampa Bay, shout out Tampa Bay Gilmore, happy birthday! Hey, uh, you're doing your thing. You know, two and zero for the first time, and you know, God knows, but a whole lot of us don't remember. So that's that. That's a good thing. We know that you won the Super Bowl before, and but that that's hey, that's a good thing. I, I I like Tampa Bay down there and some of the things that they're doing right now. You know, Tampa Bay is a team that if you, if you don't if you don't watch out, Tampa Bay well they're not going to be able to sneak up on anybody anymore. Uh, okay, let let me talk about what I need to talk about because if this show goes off and I don't and I don't address this, I'm gonna be real pissed at myself. Okay, I used to be the kind of guy that I feel like the man does not lose his job if he gets hurt. Okay, but if a man gets hurt and a person goes into the game and that person is like head and shoulders in terms of his performance than anything you've seen from the person that's been starting, you got a controversy. Now, if you want a controversy or not, come on. Everybody else out there sees it. Your staff has to look at you in a meeting and say, 
Why? I mean, if you got a kind of staff that is 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 man enough, Gonads is big enough to stand up and put the chest out and say, Andy, come on, man. You know, we're all in this together. We got families, too. We, we can get fired. Your money is guaranteed. Our money's not guaranteed. Uh, we have a job. We like it. We, we, the city of brotherly love has been showing us a lot of love here. They, they stood with you, and they've been standing by you. They've been calling for your head a few times. But, but come on. Why take Michael out? Nobody would, nobody would go against Andy Reid in terms of the decision he made if he decided to start Michael Vick this week. Everybody would understand it. The man earned the position. I don't care about preseason doesn't count. Don't tell me what happened in practice, in training camp, and somebody got beat out during training camp. But when all of a sudden, there are football players, and a lot of people will tell you this. They're just gamers. Randall Cunningham was a gamer. If anybody tells you that Randall Cunningham in practice looked as good as he did in the game, they they never played with him. They never saw him play. In practice, they never went to practice because Randall Cunningham never one day in his life of practice did he ever look like he did in game day. Michael Vick probably did not look like he does in the game in practice because for the simple reason, the factor, the deciding factor of Mike's game where he can improvise, you don't do that in practice. But he doesn't have to run for his life and create things in practice that he has to do in the game because you got the red shirt or the yellow shirt or the pink shirt or whatever in practice so nobody touches you. So you don't improvise and, 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 and make people go like, damn, how did he do that? You don't do that in practice. And that's the part of game, that's the part of Michael's game that you cannot understand because it doesn't show up in practice. So you can't really make an honest critique of competition between him and the other guy because the other guy is giving you all he has to give you in practice. Michael has a part of his game that Michael can't even show it to you unless somebody tries to hit him, unless somebody tries to tackle him. You, so you, that you can't practice. It's almost like a running back who's got moves that you like. You can't teach that. Adrian Peterson did something in the game, and the announcer said, you, you don't teach that. That's something that's instinct, instinctive. They just, it's a God gift. And that's what Michael Vick has. He has a God gift that he is able to reveal on game day. Now, they're talking about Batman and Robin. This is Houdini. The real Houdini is Michael Vick. He can make magic. You need to put him in the game. The controversy remains. Michael Vick should be the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. You heard it right here, Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. You know me, in anticipation for precipitation, stack chips with a rainy day. JJ, Rain Man is back. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.